The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Welcome to it. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Great weekend is sports. We're here to talk about it. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. All sorts to get into as the portal world turns is Kyle McCord in Lincoln. Our dear old friend Greg Smith says, well, he was on his way to Omaha. Uh, because they were on the same flight together this morning. So uh, tip of the cap to you, Gregors, uh, although he still doesn't like me calling him that. But uh, we'll hear. We'll be here the next couple of hours and chat all things portal. It is so juicy and fun uh, with the past weekend of NFL action. Have you hugged or punched a Chiefs fan today? Uh, we'll get into Patrick Mahomes' outcry. And if you're shedding a tear, We'll get there. Nebraska basketball, good on you. They got a big win over Michigan State yesterday. Thriller at the PBA. The vault was rocking. It was a good time. Mama and Junior were dressed in their Spartan green and stomped all the way home. I had a smirk uh, all the way home as I drove them. Didn't say a word. I just played Izzo's post game. They both screamed obscenities at me from the back seat. We don't want to hear that. Uh, listen to his tone. Count the number of times Izzo said disappointed. Not mad. I'm disappointed. We had that talk last week. Numbers to get in, 489-1240. 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. Can email chris at hailvarsity.com or elijah at elijah at herdatsports.com. Elijah at herdat.com. Did I screw that up? Yeah, you did. It's okay. Forgive just me. Just honestly, honestly, just hit my Twitter DMs. I keep yeah. them open. Just DM me. At Herbal Essence. It's the best place. He wants you in his DMs is what he's saying. Oh, yeah. We'll get to plenty. <laughs> plenty of the StreamYard comments, the Hale Varsity YouTube channels where you can watch us. Elijah, who's uh, on deck to get us kicked off? Go to the phone lines. Tom talking to Musker Hoop. All right. Tom, you are smiling about big red basketball. We'll go to you first, sir. Yes, I am, sir. I heard you on the Friday show. You were going to bet the house. I just want to ask how apartment hunting is going right now. Well, it is going well. It would have been going much, much worse had I shot my mouth off about just how how inept and soft Michigan State was. Listen, I, I was really, really hard on Nebraska Thursday uh, about what they weren't, what they looked like in the second half against Minnesota. And I was right for a half of basketball. You put two halves of basketball together, how they just didn't correct their behavior uh, against Creighton, <laughs> and then how they didn't uh, step on Minnesota, and they, they, they just they, they took a savage beating in the second half against Minnesota and had no fight, no response. Correct. And my, my mistake was jumping to conclusions, saying this is the same movie I've seen from past teams at Nebraska that don't have a guy like Greasel, don't have a guy like Walker. Well, I, I need to say, hey, kudos to Rink and company for, for 
running to the fight, an old favorite of Tim Miles. But what I said uh, was not wrong on my observation Wednesday night. But I let a bad half define who I thought Nebraska basketball was going to be. They're not tournament bound yet. But but yesterday was a monster step forward and a big time. It was clutch and it was guts, something they missed against Minnesota. I'd just like to note here really fast, Tom, not to step on your toes or anything. That's all right. If you bet the house on Schmitty's house on Friday. It's her house anyway, Tom. Well, (laughs) you're a part money. If you bet the house on Elijah Herbal's picks, if you remember, I picked Nebraska outright. With a minute 30 left, I saw that and I thought, if that could only be at at the games, then you'd be gloating for two hours today. I also picked the Broncos outright, the Bills outright, and the Cowboys outright. So if you followed Elijah Herbert. Did you parlay all of those or you have to drive across the river to do it? uh, I didn't actually lay down any money, but I said it on the show. So if you followed Elijah, if you bet the house on Elijah Herbal's parlay on Friday. I hope you're enjoying life as a millionaire in your early retirement. So. <laughs> my, my take on this is before, before the game yesterday, how, how can a transfer from Bradley and how can a transfer from Charlotte and how can a transfer from New Mexico compete against these dogs in the Big Ten two to, two to three days a week? And that, that proved to be the, in the second half of, of Minnesota, but Rink really stepped up against uh, Michigan State. He was as far fantastic. As getting the boards. He was awesome. Yep, yep. And uh, it, it seemed like Michigan State, you know, if they had any kind of a start at all, they probably could have put Nebraska away within the first five to ten minutes of the game, but they couldn't do it. No, they couldn't. Nebraska just kept making plays, kept making shots, and Nebraska had every answer, and they made smart plays. They took smart shots. And they absolutely execute it. I mean, they, they they need to bottle this and take it with them about a half dozen times on the road. And the rest of the time they're at home for PBA, it sure as hell needs to travel to Manhattan on Saturday. Yep, if they can, if they can uh, bottle that, their free throw shooting late in the game, uh, they're going to be in pretty good shape, more so than I think we realize. No, they, they didn't score a, back, uh, a basket. The last basket Nebraska scored was the minute four mark. Tom and Nebraska six for six from the free throw line. Sparty didn't score the final three oh four. I mean so yeah. Nebraska's defense was 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 bulletproof and they they did a great job of running things through Rink and he had a couple of nice plays, assists he had many assists, but he had some really nice late second half assists down low. Then yep. he just banged, man. He just banged on the glass awesome. and I thought that was impressive. Yep, it was. It was. Well, hey, next time I see a Schmidt you Pick up the alcohol tab. I'll take care of the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know what mode I'm in. Yes, diet season. Tommy, take care, bud. Appreciate yeah, you. There he is. Four eight nine twelve forty. That's what you saw yesterday leaving PBA. That's what you felt a week ago going to PBA with so much in front of you on that Nebraska basketball bandwagon pre-Creighton. Good for Fred and company getting right. And they, they, they fixed it. They fixed it for one game, and it could lead to many more games. This is a confidence builder against a team. Sparty's had the lead against the Arizonas of the world the last three minutes of a ball game, and, and they've been able to, unable to hold on. And Izzo was, was, was absolutely dejected. He loves Fred. 
He respects Nebraska. He respects the PBA. I mean, he loves playing at PBA. And the crowd was giving it to him because he was just chewing some A. Mm-hmm. Big time, the officials, well, and and he hates his centers. He absolutely hates his centers. And let's not act like the the crowd wasn't a huge factor in that game yesterday. Because he talked about the first five minutes of that game, where for the most part, PBA was a brick factory. Yeah, I mean, so it, many it, missed it, shots going up. But the Michigan State started having some things go right on offense, and there was a couple moments that all kind of happened in quick succession that that got the crowd into it. It was Casey coming off a screen and shooting with almost no airspace and knocking it down. Followed up by Sam Hoiberg from 40 feet, drilling it with the shot clock low. And then the next possession, C.J. Wilcher comes down and the bank is open. Following that moment, the crowd was into it. The mm-hmm. crowd was getting on Izzo. Really turned the game as a whole. And, and it showed the importance of that home court advantage. That's why he said if Nebraska can bottle it and take it on the road, that's the one thing they can't take with them is that fan support. But you can take that confidence with you and that, that kind of moment of realization that, you know what, after everything that's gone wrong for us in the past week, we're still a good basketball team. We're still a team that's getting better. No, they they, they adjusted, they adapted, and they responded. And, and I think Fred circled this. He knew he had plenty of season left, but I think your your fan, he knew the fan base and the support maybe was teetering after a, a tough one against Creighton. You can ex- you don't like it, but you can understand that it's Creighton. But the way you played and represented yourself in the second half of Minnesota, I mean, there was two days of mirror looks and comes to Jesus. I mean, there just had to, and this is what you need to see uh, from a a team that you've trumpeted about being experienced and older and veteran and mature. They absolutely showed that. With great shots, they drove to the rim. They didn't settle for stupid fadeaway hero three-point Wow moments. I mean, you, you you saw Williams crush a three, but it's stuff he'd hit all game. It was within rhythm, and it was a good screen. It was a good shot within the rhythm of, of an offensive set. And Nebraska just hit money shots. They just hit a lot of tough shots. Uh, Kisei did it, but I think Rink was good. My, my biggest – my MVP, and, and you can circle a lot of Nebraska players yesterday, but I think – to your point about the the shots that that fell early to get the crowd going, I think putting Sam Hoiberg in as early as Fred did, because th- there's there's one guy on that entire team that that is is okay to wear a blue collar, right? The rest of the rest of the squad, some of them more than others. I think Alex a a, a tough scrapper. I'll, but, I'll, but, I'll give Juwan Gary a blue collar. Okay, well yeah. But 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 Sam came in and immediately the rest of the team's defense picked up because of his effort and intensity. He wasn't going to take any crap. He's going against five stars for God's sake. He didn't care. He was able to stay with him and it's not that you can shut out Michigan State's guards, but you made him tough. You contested him, and you were there all day against him. And I thought Hoiberg's effort, spark defensively, uh, really kind of flipped that that team's personality early in the ball game. Where Sparty got up by six, and then Nebraska had a run, and then Sparty had a run, and Nebraska was a better team the final three minutes, the final five minutes, and you've not seen that aside from volleyball when cheering for Nebraska athletics the last five years. And one thing I'll say here before we, I'm sure we need to, to get to Kyle McCord here. We yes. have so much to talk in hour one from Kyle McCord, other transfer portal guys, Husker basketball, Husker volleyball, a great Monday show forthcoming for it. But one thing I'll also say is never take Jawan Gary out of the starting lineup again. No. 
That dude was fantastic. Knocked down a couple of threes. The first one he shot, I went, no, and then he knocked it down and went, okay. Um, but Jawan Gary was a needed piece of that team yesterday. I loved seeing him in the starting lineup. I'm curious to see what the role is going to be for Alec moving forward, whether or not he can be a bench guy, because I don't think he's got the size to truly back up rink. And we saw uh, Matar Jelp uh, get a little more playtime yesterday. I think I just butchered his name, so I apologize. But you just saw call him, him Matar. It's yeah, fine. You saw some uh, some playtime from him. I wonder what the role of Alec is going to be, but you saw some guys' roles change a little bit yesterday. Jawan Gary being thrust in the starting lineup being the main one. I think that was a, a move that really paid off. I'd like to see him in the starting lineup again against Kansas State, see what he can do from that role. But I think that worked a lot better, the, the kind of rhythm Nebraska had offensively with a guy like Jawan Gary in there as opposed to Alec. Uh, since Big Ten play has started, which I know that's been a small sample size because mm-hmm. it looked great against Oregon State. But now with uh, some of the, the rough-and-tumble physical teams you're going to be facing, the, the higher level of competition, Alec and Mass next to each other does not look like a match made in heaven. So I'll be curious to see what, what Fred's plan for Josiah Alec is moving forward once he gets back to, to health. Well, you need him, uh, but you just got to kind of figure out and zero in on his role. So let's, let's talk portal. We'll hear from Fred Hoiberg. We'll hear from Coach John Cook this hour as well um so mccord gonna be here we think he's here now there's different differing reports and i think fleming's set to get in the next day or so so i think you're gonna have a day with mccord if you're nebraska then you're gonna have a day with both of them together back to football in the portal this would be enormous for nebraska not only because this is you visited all the quarterbacks this is who you've targeted. This is who you've circled. This is where you want your offense to be if you're Satterfield, where it's a guy that's a pass-first quarterback. And and then you have a, a former five-star in Fleming that's just overshadowed at Ohio State by an incredible receiver room. And it's been an incredible wide receiver room if you look at the last several first-round picks the last five years. So you get a guy like Fleming here, uh, with his quarterback, that's a nice one-two punch if you're Nebraska. You absolutely break the piggy bank to make it happen. And then what What can this wide receiver room that we really like, if you're a Nebraska fan, become as they continue to get another year together with these young freshmen that in, in spot duty performed very well? And then you bring a, 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 an old pro like Fleming in to that room to kind of rub off some of the mentorship on top of his obvious skill set. I mean, you got to like that opportunity if you're Nebraska. You just got to make sure once you get both of them here, whether it's Hotel California, whatever you need to sign, whatever you need to, to open uh, checking account-wise, get it done and don't lose them at the 12th hour. Then you, if you do, awful look. Uh, fan base is freaking, and uh, then you're in scramble mode. Well, I'm just going to lay out what I think right now. I think as of right now, Nebraska has their guy. I don't think that the the ink has been dry. I don't think the paperwork's been signed. I think Nebraska has their guy. I think it's a case of... Is it a hard verbal? I, I, think, I think it's a case of when Nebraska sits, or whenever Kyle McCord sits down with the powers that be that are, are the money talkers, uh-huh. the 1890 people, I think it's a case of does the dollar figure match what I have been led to believe over the past week? I think if that does match up, I think it's just a matter of time for McCord. Fleming, a little bit more of a question, but does sound like he wants to follow McCord. 
I think it's a matter of time with Kyle McCord announcing he's going to be a Cornhusker. I hope I'm not wrong. That's the feel I get. We will, but, we will but, go but, but Nixon. That's where I'm at right now. We will burn the tape if uh, if things go sideways. Nebraska's competition right now. We'll get into that next. Who's Nebraska fighting with right now for Kyle McCord services? And there is a lot of well, familiarity, friendliness, crossover, and yes, work together. The program will tell you next where uh, McCord, uh, I'm sure, is getting phone calls from a little closer to Columbus. Uh, More on Nebraska basketball. Fred Hoiberg, Coach John Cook, off to another Final Four. The Big Red Army will invade Tampa. It's all straight ahead. Hour one continues. Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Open phones here. The uh, first hour, 489-1240, 489-1240, or 800-825-5865. Uh, pretty good authority that uh, McCord is here. And uh, maybe a... Uh, oh, there, there is no doubt in my mind that Kyle McCord is here. No, right I know, now. I know. From what I heard over the weekend to Greg sure. Schitt, seeing him on a plane. Sure. To, there to, is to, no doubt to, in my mind that Kyle McCord the, is here. To the authors of the, the Boulder Peace Treaty... <laughs> we don't have visual confirmation uh, physically, but it, it sounds like there's a pretty cool boardroom set up for something after 5 p.m. Mm. 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 So there you go. Now, if we get a knock on the door and the offering plates passed our way, brother, I don't have any cash. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> but I work in radio, brother. I don't make it enough to donate anything. <laughs> the enjoyment <laughs> is your pay. I'm kidding. Uh, so no, I, I'm not kidding. But you know, it's it's all good. But no, there's there's excitement here. And if if there's also any other smoke to let you know about, we have Davon Hall, okay, tweeting out a picture of the eye emojis with a red balloon and a question mark. So uh-huh. I, I think we're at the point now where. I, just, I, I'd venture to say that Garrett McGuire is probably saying, hey, I think we got this guy. You're just waiting for the blood. I mean, the ink to dry. Right. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to Nebraska, Kyle McCord, whenever it's officially announced, right? Let us be the uh, 1.9 millionth person to um, say welcome to Nebraska. I, I think there would have to be some sort of NIL disaster that keeps this from getting over the finish line. Yeah. I mean, am, I, am I off there in your mind, Schmitty? Oh, dude. You, you can't, and I don't know what's what with, with Dylan Riola, uh, that recruitment debacle, there's been a thousand rumors and probably several 30 for 30s and books to be written on all the uh, allegations, and I'm not pointing fingers at, at NIL on this, I'm just saying there's a hundred different stories on, on, you know, why Riola didn't happen. You have to... Get a quarterback that works in Lincoln, okay? Be it through the traditional high school route, Kalen, or the next kid, the kid out of Iowa, all right, for 2025. Or if you are here and now with Kyle McCord and he's in your boardroom, it's got to happen. Got to get it done. You got to, because the, the coaches have targeted, the coaches can't. Their heavy lifting's done. They have gotten the kid to campus, and 
They have said, here's what we envision for you. Here's why we think the offense will be good for you and why we think the uh, you'll be good for the offense. Yes, there's going to be competition, I pray, because there wasn't really competition last spring. And Nebraska had to to, to make do, and, and God bless these kids that stuck around to play quarterback for Nebraska. But as much heat as Satterfield's taken from the fan base, give him a healthy offensive line, give him a healthy receiving room, give him a healthy running back room, give him this same defense, and give him a quarterback that can, can, can read his progressions and, and away you go. And do you turn into a 30-point-a-game Big Ten football team with a defense that allows 12? That'd be pretty cool if you're a Nebraska fan. Their competition, and I don't know if it's a competition, but I know Fran Brown and Syracuse, and you've got all sorts of mesh points and crossover with Elijah Robinson and 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 rule disciples and you know they see the same thing that that, that rule and nebraska see in mccord they see a dude that can sling the football that won 11 ball games it's one thing and it's fair elijah to say well what do we know about the kid because he had an all-star team around him that's very true but he also navigated uh and and won that job he's also patient and learned and presumably uh developed behind future first-round top-three-pick guys in Stroud, uh, and and he stuck that out. How many five-stars are going to go into their true junior season or whatever season it is, junior is what it's tagged, and, and still be at the same school? Mill McCord was, right? He won the job, and he won the job and won 11 ball games, and there's a lot of personalities you got to keep happy. Your coordinator, your head coach, the skill talent at Ohio State, how do you distribute that ball? Well, and, and a lot has been made of the skill talent at Ohio State. Well, Kyle McCord has it easy. You're not wrong. Kyle McCord's margin for error with the amount of separation that Abuka and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. and all these guys get, yes, it, it makes the margin of error a lot greater for a guy like Kyle McCord. Whenever, oh yeah, Marvin Harrison doesn't have a defender within seven yards. You also can't go seven and five with that air quote margin for but error. On, on the flip on side the of field. things, on the flip side of things, I think early in the season, especially wide receivers gaining separation. I'm thinking back to the the Minnesota game, the Colorado game, even the Michigan game. Nebraska's receivers struggled to gain separation. By the end of the season, there was open targets a good amount of the time. No one saw him. That no one saw him. The fans saw him. And that's the thing. I I think Kyle McCord is a good enough quarterback that whenever Malachi Coleman's on a crossing route against Michigan State and he's got eight yards to get to the first down, but there's nobody within 10 yards of him, I think Kyle McCord is good enough to find Malachi Coleman coming across the middle of the field. I think when Thomas Spadoni has a seam shot and you have an opportunity to make that throw, from what I saw from Kyle McCord at Ohio State this year, he's not going to overthrow him by 10 yards into the, the waiting arms of a Maryland defender. I think Kyle McCord is good enough. I'm not saying he's going to lead Nebraska to 11-1 next season, but I think Nebraska's skill positions are good enough that a competent quarterback will be able to make do with those options, and clearly Nebraska's not Ohio State right now. But I think Kyle McCord is just a major step up from what Nebraska had last season, has had for a couple of seasons, and I think Nebraska's skill talent is enough that he'll be just fine at Nebraska. Brandon asked the all-important question to is uh, 
good. Three is a, a party, right? Three's company. Brandon's asking the question, can Nebraska match uh, Harrison Jr.'s $20 million NIL at Ohio State? Why not bring all three? <laughs> Here, here's a drill. Start drilling for oil. Hit a jackpot, and uh, all your problems are solved. Uh, the that, Texas A&M way. Yes, that's, that's my thought. Uh, Brian checks in. Do not let McCord leave without signing on the dotted line. <laughs> Is that how it works? Can they sign with NIL? And I should know this. Forgive me, but <laughs> daddy's not a booster. <laughs> not a booster. Uh, so... I like Brennan from the Black Hills checks in, and, and Brennan got one hell of a deer over the weekend, it looks like. Uh, regardless of commitment, it's pretty dang cool that Nebraska is in the center of these high-profile signings. It says a lot about what Rule's doing here. Totally agree. You got to be in it, but then you got to go from being in it to close, and you got to go from close to being right, and you got to get that production and performance on Saturdays. Right, and and we went through some of the portal additions where they hits, where they misses, and in year one you had guys that that saw some snaps and and did some work, and there's still guys from that Georgia pipeline uh, that that you still are waiting to see more from probably, but overall uh, your your portal hit rate probably wasn't as as good as you wanted last year. But I'm thinking about what you were talking about with the athletes Nebraska has in the receiving room, even if there's no Fleming. It's great if Fleming's here for Nebraska. If there's no Fleming, you still got Lloyd, you still got Doss, you still got Malachi, you still got Fedoni. But you got dudes that can play some ball and have gotten open. How many? I mean, Fedoni was open a lot. And most of the interceptions were intended targets that Fedoni needed to be Superman to even get a finger on because they were so poorly overthrown. Oh, and let's not forget, Nebraska's got a guy that might be the most college-ready of any tight end in the country in Carter Nelson. He's mm-hmm. got he's got some some weight he's going to need to put on, but he's got the type of frame that I think, even if he is a little bit skin and bones his first year at Nebraska, he'll still find a way to get on the field with his otherworldly athleticism. So you have a, a guy that you're adding to the room in there. You have Fleming apparently coming to town at some point later this week. Sounds like tomorrow. Unsure on that. Uh, there's options there. And I think Nebraska is going to continue hitting the portal. I mean, the, the number that we put on it as of two weeks ago was probably somewhere in that five to six range is probably the max with the scholarship limit that you have that you can't really go too deep into the portal. There hasn't been too many departures just yet this offseason either. But, like, you can get a, a healthy crop of guys. And from, from what I was told, Nebraska quietly may have had an offensive lineman in town over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's potentially one. And you're still going after Princewell's brother, Princely. Sounds like Nebraska's in the race there. Kyle McCord, Fleming, maybe a running back. Well, I mean, that's, that, 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 that would get you to five, and, and, I mean, and that kind of fills most of the holes aside from inside linebacker. Well, and, and you've got some, some connections with Florida. You have Princely and Princewell, right? Um, you also have Trevor Etienne. He's a Florida running back that ran for 1,500 yards for the Gators. Uh, he's been in the, the uh, Chief Borders Instagram, hey, what's up? 
I mean, that, that is... I mean, those guys were the same recruiting class at Florida, so I'm, t- I, I'm I taking it. that with a grain of salt at this uh, Well, time. but I'm saying if, if, if it is the season to put your, you know, your Santa wish list together <laughs> if you're a Nebraska fan. And, and listen, I, to me, this isn't Dion preaching Louie. This isn't Mel Tucker landing a Kenneth Walker. This is the, the, the cement's been poured where let's go get high school offensive linemen. Let's go get high school defensive linemen. Let's sprinkle in some seasoning on the old steak. Okay. But at its heart, the steak's going to be the, the star of the show. They're still going about it the right way with how they want to build this football program. It's not going to be year in, year out. You, you go supplement. You have high school guys that you've worked with. And you're not shutting the door on them. But if you are willing and able to go find a guy and it makes sense, you go do it. Because, listen, man, year two, if you're Matt Rule, year two needs to be a, an eight-win season, even with that schedule. And, it, and it's not about what he's getting paid or the expectation of, of turning this thing around quick. No, it's it's the reality of of where are you on the, the the rung in the Big Ten. That's it because you're you've been fighting and you've been basement dwelling for too long in the Big Ten, and it's just gotten harder and it's gotten better. And while it's exorbitant to expect Nebraska in the Big Ten title game a year from now, they they need to be challenging for the middle or upper tier and if you get guys like this and you're a good development program with good players it should all come together more thoughts on the portal mccord fleming and more of your comments and phone calls at 489-1240 hail varsity radio is live now back to schmitty schmitty's a great guy but he don't have a brain and elijah you want me to speak when i point you yeah on hail varsity radio Back with you, we'll spend time with Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or next hour, Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Get uh, their thoughts on McCord, on portaling, uh, some hoops to get to. I know Nebraska fans excited about that 77-70 win over Sparty, but a lot of you are still uh, geeked up here about Kyle McCord in Lincoln. Uh, is his pal, Mr. Fleming, making his way in. Our friends at the Big Red Junkies podcast check-in. They are throwing their prediction out there. Bold prediction, McCord, Princely, and Fleming by the 20th of December. And, that works out well. And you talk about wish list. Like, I'm just going less names, more position-wise. The wish list for Nebraska, I think the must-have top of the list is – a portal quarterback, obviously, plus a portal wide receiver. I think those two spots are, like, first and foremost, most paramount. Mm-hmm. Got to get a guy in each of those spots. You feel good about the line. And, and you feel good about the line. Maybe you bring in a piece for some depth. That was, like, the thing that killed Nebraska this year was once you made it through that, that top line of guys and you had some injuries, what did you have behind mm-hmm. them? I think some depth and some more competition in the offensive line would be good. You're bringing in some high school guys. You have some high school guys that with another year, or sorry, uh, freshman guys this year that after a redshirt year will have some more development under their belt. I don't think it's a, a huge need, assuming you're trusting the development of Riola, which I saw Nebraska's offensive line was not a top unit in the Big Ten, uh, but they were, I think, by the end of the season, at least middle of the road. 
and that's what you wanted from this season for Nebraska. So maybe a, a, a piece or two along the offensive line for some depth and some competition. That's kind of the next tier down, though, beyond quarterback and wide receiver. Like the next tier I look at is probably offensive lineman, maybe a running back, inside linebacker. And then you get below that to your your uh, your wants. I say your wants, your, your star on top of the tree type sure. portal additions. And that's where I look at Princely with what he could bring to that defensive line as a pass rushing threat. I think of mom and dad's already got me a carton of Marlboro Reds. They're going to get me a light or two. Yeah. I mean, I think of that as being a, a, a star on top of the tree type guy. And then anyone beyond Fleming in that wide receiver room or whatever the, the one guys, if you can get some other pieces there, that star on top of the tree, I think one though is reasonable. And then we have a, a question in from James here in terms of the portal wish list. Does Nebraska need a welder? James says he'll take the NIL money if they do. All right, James, make it happen, brother. Uh, we had our friend from Bangkok checking in. I don't know the time difference. Oh, here's another good star on top of the tree thought from Over Kirk there. on this stream. A return specialist. Sure. I'd like that in terms of the wish list. Not a, not a need, but a want. A return specialist. Can you think off the top of your head, when was the last time Nebraska returned a punt for a touchdown? Well, Joe Walker, 98 against Oklahoma State. It's Bobby Newcomb. more recent than that. Uh, Dewan Gross. Because you had Kenny Bell return a kickoff and a punt return in his career. He did kickoff I, against Penn State in overtime. I believe, though. Dewan A. Pearson L. It's got to be DPE. You had one from J.D. Spielman. Yes, that was. South Alabama in 2018. Okay. I think that may have been the last time Nebraska returned a punt for a touchdown. That was a kickoff, wasn't it? It was a punt. It was a punt. That was a punt. Okay. I, I can guarantee you that was a punt. That's the last one I can remember off the top of my head. I don't think I'm forgetting any, but you look at the NFL this season, the importance of a return specialist. Uh-huh. It's almost come back to the NFL. There's been two walk-off punt return touchdowns this year in the NFL, one from the Jets in week one whenever Rodgers went down. They get a, a walk-off overtime punt return for a touchdown to win it. The Ravens do it yesterday. You see the benefit of having a guy that can just be a return specialist. I mean, think about uh, Wisconsin for a couple of years. Uh, Aaron Cruikshank, return specialist. He, yeah, he, he did it you, twice you, you against argue, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Rutgers. You could argue that he won multiple games against Nebraska in probably five games in his Wisconsin career with taking a kickoff or a punt return he back. He did it when he was at Rutgers. You can, you can see the benefit of that. I don't think it's paramount to having a successful football team. That's why I put it on the wants and not the needs, but that would be nice to have. I think, I think uh, Ethan Nation could be a good return guy. Uh, you just... Got to get him more reps. Uh, Bangkokian, thank you for, again, listening to us. It's 545 over in uh, in Bangkok. There is some sort of uh, uh, the Hangover movie reference with Chow I could make, but I won't. Uh, dirt Bike Forever, McCord seeing tape of our O-line. He'll command our line to keep uh, those opposing Ds off of him. Um yeah, that, that would work. But I the, the question I have is this, and you just wonder, and let's just walk down this, again, hypothetical road. Say if you're Ohio State and Ryan Day did no favors to McCord after the Michigan game. Ryan Day probably publicly and then privately uh said, what the hell, son, you're throwing two interceptions against Michigan. Not his fault entirely. It's 10 other guys than just the quarterback. So if you're Ryan Day, you have not made McCord feel comfortable. 
If you're Ryan Day, you look at your quarterback room and say, hell, I have put other first guys in the first round that come to Ohio State. I, I can, if you leave, fine, I've got other options. But don't kid yourself, Cam Ward was and probably is the Ohio State option. And there's some smoke about Cam Ward being out of the Ohio State equation. Can you say, I'm sorry, son, come on back to Buckeye land if you're Ryan Day at this point with McCord? No. No? You think it's sailed? I think it's sailed. Okay. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just trying to cover all my bases of, of potential Husker heartbreak. Sorry to be that guy. Well, <laughs> another thought. I mean, did, you, did, we, did we not read Urban Meyer's comments? Oh, yeah. No. I mean, he was absolutely do the best spot for use at Ohio State. Matt Rule begs to differ, sir. Ohio State fans still don't want McCord back, even if they don't get Ward. Dude. And I, I think a lot of this transfer, not only does it come down to today, I think it comes down to Ohio State fans being a little bit ungrateful with what they had. The, the dude got absolutely crucified on social media following the Michigan game it's after the, an 11 and 1 it's season. The, it's the Scott Frost treatment post Tommy Frazier. And, and you think back. Where you go 11 and 2. You think back to what Charles Thompson told us whenever Casey transferred. Matt Rule said, hey, you're going into your final year of eligibility. If I were you, I'd find a spot where I'm going to be a starter, can, where, where it's not a risk. You can say the same thing about McCord with Keenholz coming up. Grudgingly, you had to adapt to a quarterback run offense because you let your passing guy go. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, But that, that's a factor here. Like, McCord, regardless if he, if the Ohio State gets Cam Ward or not, is going to be in a quarterback competition. That's going to come right back. De- De- Devin Brown is a guy that they were high on, and there was a quarterback competition last fall, which McCord won mm-hmm. pretty handily. But you have another year development for Brown. The, court, the competition reopens. If I took a school to 11-1 and one, and you say, hey, you're going to be in a competition next year, I'd be PO'd. Uh, yeah, imagine, if you told there's, that, there's, imagine if you told Turner Gill, hey, bud, you're going to be in a quarterback competition next I think year. Turner, I know you had a great junior year. I think Turner expected it, and, and honestly, Turner's like, no one's beating me. It's like Tommy Frazier said, no one's beating me out. You can call it a competition. You can do whatever the hell you want. I'm going to go win the job. I mean, it comes down to a mentality. And I don't think McCord's a guy that is afraid of competition just because he stood as, stayed as long as he did at Ohio State to try and win the job, right? I think the what have you done for me lately, ungratefulness, the three-game losing streak to Michigan, all of those are factors, and if I'm him – let me go somewhere I'm going to be appreciated. Let me go somewhere that I think we can win, and, and maybe I can I can flip that program. We had a call from Jeff. I want to get into this after the break. He asked the question, is Nebraska's lack of a quarterback coach, is it going to potentially hurt Nebraska in searching for we'll a We'll see if there's such thing as lack of a quarterback coach uh, for 2024. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. So if you did not check out the Michigan State basketball mentions on Twitter, Michigan State basketball's Twitter's handle, it was full of hilarity where there were still shots of Tom Izzo, hands uh, in his head. I mean, it was quite glorious if you're not an Izzo fan. And then there's the multicolored still shot of one uh, rink mast that just lets the world know you just got Dutch ovened. (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's a good nickname you've just been dutch oven <laughs> more stream comments to get to 489-1240 plenty of emails to talk about as well uh you have a question for charlie mcbride get that in the stream the hail varsity youtube channel 
Or you can send a uh, question to Coach. Do so, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Or Elijah at HerdatSports.com. Did I screw that up again? Elijah at HerdAt.com. Just HerdAt? Yeah, just HerdAt. Okay. Because Babbers has a different one. Yeah, yeah, and and I briefly had a different one. We had some issues with it, so we, okay. went, when we went back to the original, back to the OG. There we go. Again, again, there's nothing wrong with Twitter DMs. If you don't just, have just Twitter. Just slide into Elijah's DMs, baby. Tell him how good that, that throwback Denver Bronco hat looks as they're knocking on Kansas City's door. It's actually a funny story with this hat. Um, it completely smells like smoke. My roommate. What kind of smoke? Uh, like campfire. Okay. Well, and also, there's a little bit of cigarette in there. Um, <laughs> it was held in a garage, somebody that my roommate know, and he, he heats his garage with a wood burning stove. That's awesome. So the entire garage just smells like grandpa smoke. had one of those. And anyway, he was taking a, a box of hats out that he was going to throw it away. Cause they all obviously smelled like smoke and he wasn't going to wear them anymore. And I was like, well, let, let me, let me look through those. And he had a whole bunch of Broncos hats in there. So now I have a whole bunch of Broncos hats at home that smell like smoke that I've been trying to like rubbing the, the dryer sheets and spray with cologne to get the sin out. I, I would never come I out. would just say I was ready to sacrifice them to the football gods because of the, the team's record. This is the unlucky hat. It's time to burn it. Never did it. Reminder to get buckled up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. More stream comments for you. James checks in. And yeah, I have not checked out the Former Ohio State wide receiver coach, uh, kind of the downfall of Urban there. Uh, Zach Smith offering to fight McCord's father. <clears throat> Noted upstanding gentleman. Zach. On, his, on his podcast. Uh, I say that sarcastically, clearly. The that didn't same translate. podcast uh, dropped Matt Rule as a good friend. And Scott checks in and says, look, Ryan Day is losing it. Guy looked like a dead man walking after losing to Michigan which is weird because I thought it was, by all accounts, a good football game against two great programs. You know, Scott, I think you're right, but I think the pressure just hits different, and I think you as uh, a Nebraska fan can touch on it, and Coach McBride's hit on it, T.O.'s hit on it. You, you got to beat the, the big dog. You got to beat Oklahoma. You can't lose to Colorado. Uh, you you got to beat... Uh, Iowa, you got to beat Wisconsin. You need to beat Ohio State. Need to beat Michigan. I mean, all of those things are are true. They just are way harder to do. I mean, look at Harbaugh restructured his deal because he'd lost to Ohio State X number of years in a row, and now he's going to put a gun in their mouth and say, "Pay me, or I'm going to the NFL." Simple as that. Eleven million a year. What's Coach McBride thinking, McCord? The Portal, Nebraska 2024. We'll check in with Uncle Charlie next. This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And uh, some news right now on 3 nationally reporting that there is a late push for Nebraska and for Dylan Riola. One late flip, one last push to uh, to see if that 
door is shut, locked, wide open. I'm I'm unsure, Elijah. The Dylan Riola late push by Nebraska. Some thoughts on that. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Coach, it's all sorts of wild and crazy here right before the early sign-in day and, of course, the uh, the portal sign-in day. How was your weekend? How are you doing? No, I'm doing good. Weekend was lousy. Weather was, was bad. And uh, what's funny around here is, is the, the guy that picks up the leaves around our place, the poor guy, you can't even get down the street. There's so many of them because of the, the snow. And, they, you know, they finally dried out enough to be able to pick them up and get them out of here. So we, we're, we're struggling, but we're having... We're having fun. The weather isn't out of sight as far as temperature. Well, it's it's but anyway, December the football back there. <laughs> we're we're at we're at fifty degrees, but the temp uh, feels better than that. If you ask Nebraska fans, because of of how things are moving this off season with football and NIL, and I want to get your take on. Just kind of what you saw from from Kyle McCord, the the Ohio State quarterback, how efficient he was, how well he performed, the talent he had around him, and the reality of where he's been, a guy that worked hard, finally won a job as a junior. That's different. That's not always the case. Usually kids transfer much sooner than that that at the quarterback spot. But I want to get your, your opinion on just what what stability could look like with Nebraska's offense and a quarterback like Kyle McCord? Well, with, with a quarterback like that, um, I think his accuracy is pretty good. And I, I know he had, uh, you know, a couple interceptions here and there. But, you know, the guys, that's his first chance to really play in. Um, you know, and I, I sometimes when it's not a – it doesn't throw a big flag up. It just, you know, he he made a couple of maybe bad throws or something. And, you know, at Ohio State, you can't. Uh, it, it's a little bit like when you're really winning all the time. If they catch a ball, fire the uh, secondary coach or fire the defensive coach or, you know, yeah, that goes. The better you are, the more complaints you're going to get because, it's, you know, uh, but he is not a fumbler that I know of, and I know one of the simple things, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot about quarterbacks, I mean, as far as uh, recruiting. Mm-hmm. And I know when I, I said to Tom, I said, Coach, what what kind of quarterback are we looking for? You know, we were running some options and stuff like that. And he said, we're looking for a run first, throw second. He said, you're going to hear a lot of that talk about run first, or run pass first, throw second. And that kind of tells you what kind of offense people run anyway. So you want to be careful how loud you're saying it. Um, and, but but we, we, he was more concerned. I think when you look at it, we were probably last in the league in passing in general and first in touchdown passes. Sure. Uh, that people don't look at, you know. And so the one thing you want to remember about a running quarterback, if you do run some option, that changes their whole 
they can't practice on the stuff they do best because they got to get ready to play option football. Mm. And that's a problem. I mean, I've been through that trick before with Oklahoma when I first came here. You know, if you think you're going to get ready in one week to play an option football team, you're, you're crazy and it isn't going to happen. So, you know, that's, that's just part of it. I, I think you got, you know, the thing that's, that's scary about the whole thing is I think he's, you know, probably as good a quarterback as you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's got some experience now. Uh, the one thing that, you know, usually they come in and they want to know who the receivers are and, you know, things like that. Now, I can tell you right now that the receivers at Ohio State have the judges machine going, and they're probably in there a couple hours to three hours a day just themselves in there catching beat balls and different kinds of stuff that the coach has mm-hmm. gotten them, you know, ready to to, to roll. And, uh, you know, and, and to me, when you have, uh, when, when you have, uh, uh, of course, they got a bowl game, but if you, if you go, if you take it in the off season or anything, you're going to find out that it's it's crazy back there. Those guys are throwing deep balls, and you know, for example, they'll throw a deep ball. It's a, it's you know, it's a deep ball, and then they'll throw one. It's behind you, and you have to turn your body and do all kinds of stuff, and they'll run that over and over and over and over again, so that they just get used to doing it, and and that's why you're going to find out. There's some great receivers, you know, they have you know, because of the way they work at it. Plus, he may be the best receiver coach in the country. And uh, that's that's the other thing. And so you're going to run up against some experienced guys, uh, way more experienced coaching staff uh, at Ohio State than you have, you know, at Nebraska right now. And uh, so – you know, those are some things you got to take into consideration. The quarterback's going to look at the offensive line. He's going to look at the receivers, and I think we got good young receivers. But you know, it's um, crazy when you, you know, you start looking at all this stuff. You know, you can get uh, go brain dead on some of it, and and it turns out you end up you're probably not right. <laughs> you know, and so. So it's you know, and I don't know. Let me let me just say this: put yourself in the two basically two quarterbacks that we do have left. I mean, here that are you know people are always talking about. You keep hearing this information and you keep hearing this about this guy and that guy. You're starting to say, "Hey, wait a second! You know, here I go again. We're going to go through this stuff again. Maybe I ought to take a hike." And your attitude, number one, you aren't going to get two guys that are going to just run down the street to get there. Uh, There's just no way. God didn't make us that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so you've got some problems uh, a little bit with the team. Um, What what do they think? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and stuff like that. And so there's a whole lot of things that come into play and of course you know i i think the one thing you can do is you know i i always ask tom questions about the offensively and it sometimes you know it's so um, 
great forward that maybe you can tell there's some secrets still that come, aren't coming out. Charlie, Charlie McBride's with us here on Hale Varsity. Charlie, the late news that's breaking in here within the past five minutes, Steve Wiltfong, the director of recruiting for 24-7, has flipped his prediction on one of the top players in the country, Dylan Riola. He's now flipped him to, I uh, think he's going to become a Nebraska Cornhusker. I want to get your thoughts. Who knows how much legs this story truly has, but there's been a lot of momentum within the past 15 minutes. Seems that where there is smoke, there is fire. If Nebraska yeah. could lock down a guy like Dylan Riola and get him to flip just for the early signing day, does that change your opinion on Nebraska's transfer portal target and policy at the quarterback position? Well, I don't know that he's 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 kind of a drop back guy too. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that much about him anymore. I I do know one thing. I do know all those coaches out there that had him, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, just got to be careful. Uh, and because uh, kind of like one of those things, uh, you know, don't yell at me. I'm I'm, you know, I'm Riola. You know, and stuff like that, and so you got to really be careful with young guys. You know, when you get them, and it's not like, hey, oh, hey, come in, he'll fit right in, and he'll do this and that. Uh, I'd say that the kids from, you know, that right now, what I saw on television, I saw one game, I saw ten plays, and he wasn't in the game, but they brought him in to throw the deep ball, and I don't know how long he was out of the game. But I know he wasn't at the time the starting quarterback at, on that Georgia team that he's playing for, mm-hmm. and there may be some changes there in their thinking. Um, but they put him in to throw the alley oop, you know, or the, I mean the deep ball for the, uh, the last play of the game, and it, of course it didn't didn't work. But you know it, it got there and. Uh, so there's a there's a whole lot of things you better check on you know it just don't say hey without without checking with their coaches without checking the coach at Pinnacle and all of those guys if you just think it's because his brother played there and all this played at Nebraska mm-hmm. you know you're you know and then and then what's it going to cost you we've spent a lot of money already and you're talking about playing. A guy that you know that end up maybe in another second teamer, you know, and you're paying them all this kind of cash. So you better be sure. And, and that's where these younger guys say, "Hey, if they're paying this much money to get this guy in here, he's it's like pro ball. The man that they, the man the man in the white suit is going to say, I want this guy to play." <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, you talking Godfather too? <laughs> yeah, because we're paying them all this, so we got to get them on the field, and that's the way it is. And and so that's the way we're getting. We're getting that way. And uh, uh, you know, I, I I hate to see Jeff leave because I really think he's better than a lot of people have given him credit for. And uh, um, I like his. I like his kind of like his attitude a little bit because he's matured a little bit. And I, I, I thought maybe he'd come into his own. But the one kid that's there, uh, both of those kids can run with a football. And, and uh, 
They both got the things that you're looking for. And if you're going to have any kind of an offense in nowadays, they have the quarterback running the football and some stuff. You know, if you want to know about that, look at the, you want to look at pro ball, look at the Bears. That guy's running the ball about every other play. Yeah, I wanted to, to ask you that, Coach Charlie McBride, with this coach, and we'll wind down this way. What's the, the best balance, right? Is, is it to have a guy that is throw first, that is mobile enough to scramble like a Mahomes, like a Fields? Oh, but, yeah. But, but oh. Is that the dream set up for Nebraska's offense? I don't know what um, – you know, I, I, I listened to a coach talk one time, and uh, he was a, a, a very successful coach, and he said – we stamp we stamp everything we do, and I, I asked him, "What do you what do you mean?" He said, "Well, we we actually go around in the in the office and say, what do you think about this?'" And I said, you know, we get a vote, we stamp it of approval, and a lot of times, you know, as a, as a if if you're going to go with a coordinator, then you better get his guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, win or lose. You know, it's it's you know if he's doing something he doesn't want to do, then then you have a problem. But I think for us to be a great football team, we have a good defense, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Our back end is not very good. If you, you try to compare it with all the things that Iowa's done, and they're done with their secondary, they score touchdowns, they intercept passes, they do, they're all over the place. But we don't get that kind of turnover ratio, you know, and so there's a lot of things that we've got to really work on on on, on defense, really work on, and um, because I know that we 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 spent hours and hours talking about this kind of stuff and and trying to get our our kids to do the same thing because when one year we started out that way. The next year we started out, Tom came to me and said, you know, you guys are going to have to really play well because our offense isn't ready yet. And sure enough, we had two interceptions in the first game for touchdowns. (laughs) And the guy that caught it couldn't catch. If you threw a ball to him right now, he'd drop it. And he caught both of them. And I'm on the sideline going like, you know, I couldn't believe it. Neither could I the, I the other coaches, because he had bad hands. His mother didn't <laughs> buy him any toys when he was little. <laughs> you know. Charlie McBride's with us. Coach, we'll keep you up to date on the portal and the, the recruiting run, and always love spending time with you. Thanks for, for checking in with us today. Save your money, will you? <laughs> it's her money. You know that. It's her money. So, Coach, you take care, all right? You got that one right. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. See ya. I'll talk to you next week. Bye now. I love uh, Coach Charlie. <laughs> His mom didn't buy him any toys as a kid. That's why his hands were bad. <laughs> we have all sorts of news. What is the latest on, yes, Dylan Riola? Three quarterbacks for Nebraska. We'll tell you more on the way with Hale Varsity. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. All right, what's going on with the quarterback situation at Nebraska? McCord is in Lincoln. 
Fleming may be arriving tomorrow. And then you have on three, Chad Simmons, the latest, their national recruiting guru. And uh, you have the question that was floated out there about an hour ago with Georgia and Nebraska. So what is going on? Is Nebraska in the running, in the race for Dylan Raiola? Again, the sequel. It ain't over. No fat lady is singing. You have uh, Steve Wiltfong, national analyst with 24-7 Sports. I believe our friends with Herd Ad Sports had Mr. Wiltfong on this morning uh, with uh, their show here on uh, Omaha and in, in Lincoln and, of course, out in central Nebraska. So here is what could be problematic for Georgia and the Riolas. This happens, right? How many times have you seen XYZ recruit get pissed, just for an example, get pissed at Miami? Okay, Miami's NIL situation I don't know. Is there a yacht? Is there a live zoo? Is it uh, half of Columbia product? I'm joking, of course. Point is, is you've seen recruits show up and NIL ate what was promised, right? Am I, am I crazy, Elijah, or is that a common after the fact what's going on here? And that's, that's happened at Miami. That's happened at other programs. And I, and I point... Yeah, Florida, there? right? Like a year ago in Florida, right? That's why. <laughs> I believe it happened. That's why. You, that's why you had some defect. That's why you had some defections from their signing class last year, and that's why you probably have a boatload of folks that uh, are, are transferring out of Florida right now. I mean, the only place that really fully delivered on its NIL promises every time was SMU way back when. Right, and that was a payroll to meet. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that was illegal. Uh, Eric said he wanted a maroon Trans Am to rub it in the Aggies' faces. He got himself, I believe, it was a gold Trans Am, not maroon. But they, he still got a Trans Am in the early 80s. So you have to wonder if Georgia is changing Darth Vader style, the terms of the deal. Last minute here, as you push closer to signing day, early you, signing day. You also wonder, with Georgia always bringing in new talent, is there any portal developments that could be going on behind the scenes at Georgia that or, you, you wonder about? Or is Georgia going to take two quarterbacks? Yes. And are they trying to, to chop up what you were supposed to get if you're the Riola family and, uh, and split that up? I mean, there's, there's just all sorts of things that could happen here. And I don't know the Georgia football program super well, but there's smoke with Riola. Why would he turn back towards Nebraska? Well, it's got to be something that he liked about Nebraska and Matt Rule, first and foremost. And then it's got to be something at the 12th hour, potentially, with Georgia and uh, where they're at. And our, our friends over at Huskers Game Day have nailed it, though, as they've taken to Twitter Posted a picture of uh, Donnie Raiola and said, "Early front runner for NU Athletics December Employee of the Month." Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, and, he, and he just got a raise, fifty-three percent. Yes, yeah, he just got bumped up to half million a year for that's, Uncle Donnie. That's beaten inflation. Good for Donnie. That, good, yeah, absolutely. So, and then we've we've got to look at this bigger picture. You have 
the situation here with McCord. He's here. You have Kalen in. Kalen is really tight with a number of the high school kids, uh, i.e. Carter Nelson. So you're not going to not honor the Kalen commitment because he's a guy that flipped from Missouri. Missouri's had a damn good year. They're playing Ohio State in a New Year's Day bowl game. They've done well with quarterbacks. Missouri has. You have Kalen, presumably, if Riola wants to come here and compete, you say yes to, to Dylan Riola with his uncle here and a our word is our bond NIL setup situation at Nebraska. Maybe not what you which what you were told is not what you maybe you're gonna get at Georgia. And there's a really, really important question in here from Dion in the stream that I think we should get into. Oh, that's the wrong question. There it is. He asks, why do you people keep living in fantasy world? Just let Dylan go already. And I have been I, absolutely dude, in this boat not, for six months. Yes. For six months, I've been in the same boat as Dion. I thought it was a pipe dream. I thought the kid was gone. I thought there was way too much that made sense at Georgia for him. Today is different. Today is different. Steve Wiltfong hopping on Twitter and changing his prediction from Georgia to Nebraska is significant. That dude's accuracy, it's because he does this. It's because right before a kid makes a decision, he gets the inside scoop, he flips his prediction. He's got a incredibly high accuracy. Mm. That means something. The fact that that it's just become so quickly a national story here, I think with what I know about the Riolas, if there was not legs here, this would have been quickly curtailed. Yes. Would you agree with that, Schmidt? Based on what we know about the Riola family and how they handled their recruitment, any false information that got out was very, very or quickly information they deemed corrected. false. Yes. It was very, very quickly corrected. Hmm? The fact that we have not seen a course correction from anyone in the Riola camp within the past hour, I think says a lot about what this story is. Right. And and Nebraska is now in play. And Nebraska is now in play because of maybe it's it's Georgia and there's more of a secure feeling, no promises, but secure feeling with Nebraska. And there's also been a change with with Dylan. And Dylan's been uh, working with a new quarterbacks coach. And Elijah, you've got the info on the quarterbacks coach? Maybe. A little bit. Well, you've, you've it's, got, it's, it's rumor mill stuff. Right. But, well, you, you've got a guy that, that Dylan's working with that is a guy that works out and works with Mahomes and works with uh, Baker Mayfield and works out and works with who else? Those uh, are Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, okay. Guy's name is Jeff Christensen, former NFL coach. And again, this is purely rumor mill stuff. This is more rumor mill than anything <clears throat> I would say about what we've seen with Steve Wiltfong and, and that and there being an issue behind the scenes with the Rylos in Georgia. But apparently some sort of connection between this Christensen guy and Matt Rule. Unsure what that connection is. But there is apparently something there, and maybe that that is the, the part of the story that I think is p- potentially just conjecture, rumor mill stuff, cannot confirm. Mm-hmm. But I, I have heard that, and I think that's interesting. I think so, too, because Nebraska has wanted what? A quarterback's, quarterback's coach. coach. And we talked about that. We had a caller in back in hour one that mm-hmm. asked about the, the effect mm-hmm. of a quarterback's coach and the effect on a transfer portal recruitment. But, but that has been in the rumor mill as well. The Nebraska has been looking to bring in a quarterback's coach this offseason. Is it this Christensen guy? I have no freaking clue. But that could be where this story is coming from. 
It would make sense. But again, it would also well, be, time, it would time. also be a convenient rumor mill story to make up because of just the outside looking in it does make sense. Well, we'll see. And and Frank nails it. <clears throat> Frank is like, look, believe the twentieth. <laughs> the twentieth. Can the twentieth get here soon enough? That is when all your ink dries on your high school commits. And that is when uh, you are going to get things locked and loaded, presumably, for the portal. All right? You got a window. Uh, That window is closing. Musical chairs are happening. And you need to. And and Dion's asking, listen, stay loyal to Danny Kay. He's been loyal to Nebraska. There's no issue there on loyalty. Nebraska is not nor should they move off of Danny Kay. If Dylan Ryolan's shopping for a new home to come play quarterback, Nebraska can go, okay, we'll, we'll take you on here, but here is the deal. Um, you got to go understand that Danny Kalen's been in with us from, from the get-go, and – your job is the same as his job is to go win a job next spring or, or a year from next spring after McCord's gone. Yeah, it, Scott says it in the stream. He'll still have to compete. That's very true. And that's for everybody that walks into the quarterback room. Extremely, yeah. You have to go in and compete. But I think what the the angle that I'm kind of looking at right now with this new story is, is Kyle McCord in Lincoln right now, a potential Riola flip, the perception. I think, Christian, I think Christensen's in with McCord. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm. Is that late breaking news into the Schmitty hotline? The yeah the the uh, uh, what are the what are the terms used in Game of Thrones? My birds tell me. <laughs> the whispers. The whispers. Schmitty's playing the whispers. The whispers. Yes. The master of whispers, if you will. Uh, I just look at it from the angle, though, less of who's going to be Nebraska's starting quarterback next year. I, I think that would play itself out. The, the, the angle I'm looking at this is, is the perception-changing nature that this would have for the Husker football program. It's always been nobody wants to go play in Nebraska. Nebraska's not a destination anymore. Nebraska's fallen behind the times in college football. They won't be relevant again. That, that's some of the national perception out there about Nebraska. Is, hey, you know what a, a damn good job from rule would be? If you can get them to 8-4 and four in a bowl game, that'd be a damn good job. That'd be, that'd be impressive. But, that'd be really but, cool. but look at the other side. Look at the other side. I haven't finished my point here. If you bring in a guy that went 11-1 and one in Ohio State last season, that's your guy that's going to be your starting quarterback next year. And Oh, the heir apparent is five-star, former number one player in the country, still a top 10 player in the country, Dylan Riola. That's your heir apparent who you flip from Georgia. That, and- that does a lot to change the national perception for the 14 to 18-year-olds, the next Nebraska Cornhuskers, it does a lot to change that perception about what Nebraska is. It's changed the conversation. And you got to do that with your quarterback play. you got to do that on the field and wins. You've got to have dudes ready and available to go put a two-minute drill together uh, in the land of Troy in November against USC, in Columbus in October when Michigan – in Nebraska hook back up. It's been lines of scrimmage. It's been defense. It's been running the football, yes, but you need a quarterback to go make a play or not and take care of the football for you. And what has Nebraska done? They, they had options at quarterback 
this past season, and they did their best with what they could with said options, and they got the kids ready. Well, you can still have those options, and it's okay to go get new options and get them ready, developed, and be a winning football program with the most important position on the field, the quarterback spot. Have more high-level options or coach your kids up to be those high-level options. And yeah, it's either five-year, five-star, all coaches have said, and you're going to have both potentially on campus here in Lincoln, a five-star and a five-year guy. What a day, Schmitty. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Open phones here till 6. We'll try and catch up with Jay Moore as well as we had some breaking news with Dylan Riola. And Steven asked the question in the stream, if Dylan signs with the Huskers, will Elijah shave this stash? No. No, Steven. It's not baseball season yet. i got to keep it rocking. We we may get Coach Darlington back in studio wearing a Hawaiian shirt to celebrate the day since he recruited – Dominic here to Lincoln. But yeah, I mean you look at the you look at the uh Yellow Brick Road here, the raise for Uncle Donnie. You have things developing quickly at Georgia. And uh you you may have not just fighting for McCord, but also having Kaylin in the boat. And then uh, finding your way to shore to pick up one Dylan Riola. And remember what I said back in hour one about Davon Hall hopping on Twitter? The eye emojis, the red yeah, balloon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question mark. Malachi Coleman also going on Twitter now with the eye emojis. What do they know? What do they know? Um, that is the question. <laughs> the offseason's been like your ray of sunshine and hope as a Nebraska fan. And I get it for a lot of years, right? It's, it's going to get better next year because of hope. Hope is recruiting season. Hope is the portal. Hope is spring football. And, and your hope has almost gotten to the finish line with this season with, with almost six wins. And we have spent more times than not talking ad nauseum about the quarterback spot. And there, there's not a wrong answer in this situation except to to not play the guy who wins the job and and you you see his best that's your job as coach that's your job as coordinator that's your job as quarterback coach to determine who can give you the best chance to win and oh yeah find an offensive line in a run game that doesn't put it all on the quarterback i don't foresee mccord uh when he comes to lincoln he's here but you know what i mean if he ends up seeing Nebraska as the fit for him with that uh, NIL deal as well, you're not going to all of a sudden change Elijah into five wide. You're not going to go empty on third and two. We pray to God that doesn't happen again. What you're going to do, though... Hey, I feel better about going empty on third and two if Kyle McCord or Dylan Royal is back there. <laughs> I tell you what. Wrong answer. No. You feel good that your old line, that Uncle Donnie's coaching... He's going to line up and maul somebody so you can get three yards, four yards, six yards. Or if you do throw it, give me a spider to Y banana. Find the old fullback in the flat. But this would be earth-shaking 
and this would be conversation changing because Nebraska would would find your old you know undertaker gif and and popping out of the casket with the whole Riola thing listen i i think the kid's super talented i respect the hell out of his dad for the 20 year nfl vet and great nebraska player he was and i respect that this kid has a ton of upside and talent i mean georgia really liked him i just don't I need more info here on just how screwed up things could go where you're you're almost again the word finish line to the finish line. Now Georgia Georgia has other options. Georgia has other quarterbacks. Georgia could go to the portal. Georgia's also littered their quarterback room with four and five stars upon four and five stars and they went with a walk on. They won them two national championships. So they're clearly going to find the, the best player. I, I, I don't think their walk-on and the Baker Mayfield walk-on story is accurate. Those are scholarship stud football players. They got put on – they were walk-ons for a reason, uh, right? As in, I'm going to house train you before you get the football or the keys to the Ferrari. That's how I read it. But I look at, at Riola and, and Nebraska – that's a thing now, all right? And you'll probably have an official announcement sooner rather than later. You have all the recruiting insiders predicting that it, it, the, the flip has happened uh, with Riola to Nebraska on top of McCord being in. And uh, you still have Danny Kalen, which you can't forget, nor should you that said, I'm going to come back to Nebraska. The, the, the central part of this, Elijah, is Nebraska has been open, honest, and in communication with all parties, period. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to get a guy to flip from Missouri to Nebraska in Kalen. That's going to keep Nebraska top of mind if something should not go the way you want it to go at Georgia, and that's going to be very attractive because you're sending, again, the Satterfield World Tour out in flight time and time again to go kick tires, circle who you like, and let's get him in here if you're Nebraska to get this deal done. Uh, Nebraska's worked feverishly at this, but they've always been on the horn or in a text message or some sort of here's where we stand Here's how we're going to do things, and this is how it's going to be. Take it or leave it, not in a hard sell or screw you way, but just this is what we're about, and that's all Matt Rule. And I'd just like to, to quickly take a moment here, Schmitty. Another reason why I believe that this has some legs, and, and at, at this point, Schmitty, like, I don't think it's a – I'm not willing to call it a done deal, but I am waiting some sort of official announcement. Like, I texted you on Saturday night. I think it was probably after you had gone to bed, Schmitty. And I said, I've been hearing Nebraska. You and I both had late-ass Friday nights or early Saturday mornings. But I, you remember what I texted you? I a, s- a big push for a flip is coming. Yes. I had heard that over the weekend. 
I need in, to in drink. Now, I need to drink where you drink. <laughs> I need to drink with Elijah. No, Herbal. you don't. You don't. I, I, I was at an establishment that same night, and I dropped my glass, and I absolutely sliced my thumb, and I bled all over the bar. It was not a good night for me. But I need the to, information I need to was take, flowing. Too. I need to take care of Elijah's bar bill more often than I do, and I just need to suck it up. Who's the old guy? <laughs> Is this your Uber driver? This your Lyft guy? This your brother? Is this your brother-in-law? No, it's the guy I work with. Just be nice to him. Just be nice to him. But no, I I did hear this over the weekend, not to go toot my own horn or Dude, anything. Dude, you but, play but that, that you play that tuba. I thought it was Gatlin Bear. That was the first place my mind well, went they, after they, he had decommitted been, from Boise State. So like I wasn't they've right. They've been to Idaho this but week it's, too. It's another reason why I think this has some legs is oh, I hear that over the weekend and now. You get this news on a Monday, and the Royals haven't done anything to squash this news. There's way too much smoke in my mind here for there to not be fire. We will uh, spend time tomorrow on Hale Varsity. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. It's where you can find the show. can also go to the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Tell a friend about us. Uh, give us a review, good, bad, or ugly. Follow us on the Twitter world, HVarsity Radio. is where you can follow the show. Or Elijah Herbal at Herbal S. Uh, mm. Getting choked up at Herbal Essence is where you find Elijah at Schmidt underscore radio. For me, uh, some final thoughts on uh, the, the day of the quarterback for Nebraska. Again, dot, 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 potentially. Hail Varsity Radio continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, it's Hale Varsity Radio on Quarterback Watch here for uh, several announcements, perhaps with McCord, perhaps with Riola, and uh, so on. Never sleeps, does it? The off-season, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play on Hale Varsity. And do you want another quarterback nugget for the day? What, what do you Only got? Only somewhat Nebraska-related, former Kansas State quarterback Will Howard. Is down in the Sunshine State today. He is visiting the University of Miami. Of course he is. So there's the the quarterback update on Will Howard. I think Husker fans have Will Howard on the back burner right now, though, based on the news of the past oh hour or so. Well, again, the Nebraska's got a perception problem at quarterback. Uh, they have it in a sense of from the numbers, the production. Did they help you win ball games? Did they lose you ball games? Did you pick the right starting quarterback? Did you keep the right starting quarterback? I mean, all those things you've kind of learned the hard way in a year. Okay. Now, what should not be discounted is the development and just the fact you got some many uh, quarterbacks ready to at least give you a chance to win. And I thought Chubba looked good when he was in. But right now, the here and now is. Five-star, could be flipping to you. Uh, former five-star that won 11 ball games is uh, in town, and so is his buddy tomorrow, likely, Fleming the Whiteout. So, I tell you what, with this week, Schmidt, I need a glass of whiskey and a Xanax after the past hour. Well, Holy cow. <laughs> the, the whiskey's there. Yeah. Whiskey is there. So we'll have more tomorrow. Tim May. Longtime Ohio State insider uh, going to join us tomorrow, get his take on uh, what is happening with Mr. McCord. 
or what may have happened with Mr. McCord. We'll get his unbiased take on just the talented quarterback that may be in Lincoln and could be leaving or will be leaving Ohio State. Also, don't forget the first program to commit to by Mr. Riola was Ohio State. So, uh, there we have it. We'll have Mr. Mr. Tim May tomorrow. Mitch Sherman going to join us. And never a slow day no. around here, huh? You get to mid-December. Yeah, oh, it's going to start slowing down. Oh, now Dylan Riola. Wow. Let's talk about we'll that. Kyle McCord's in Lincoln. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's all good. It's going uh, to be one of those weeks. Try the veal. Tip your waiters. Try the special. It's all good. What are you doing for dinner now? Are we doing a steak and a beer? Or do I owe you like a, a side of beef? Is our steak and a beer bet? Does Dylan Rayola commit by midnight? Is that the steak and a beer bet? Yeah, let's do it. Hawaiian time. I the thing is, is the the midnight number, and like maybe it's maybe it's being in this media cycle for too long. The the PTSD. There, there is way too much smoke for there to not be fire here, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's way too much smoke for there to not be fire. I don't know if it gets done by the end of the day. Hmm. I'll say no. Good for Donnie. I'll, I'll say it doesn't happen Uncle, tonight. Coach Donnie, Uncle Donnie got a raise. Coach Donnie, Uncle Donnie got bricks. Coach Donnie, Uncle Donnie may have kept that door open. So... We'll have more tomorrow. I will say I've done some looking around Georgia fans. They seem to have resigned themselves to the fact that Ryola is already out. Mm-hmm. So that is from the dogs down south. So it's a rough December. You lose to Alabama, you're out of the playoff, and you lost to five-star. Maybe. Maybe. Hour two, gone. Tomorrow at four, thanks. A Huda Media Production.